0: Hey guys, this is Anthony Fisher and you are listening to the Branding Men Podcast. My desire is to help men create a vision for their life, create a purpose-driven brand, and live out their God-given call and leadership potential at home, work, and business. Let's go. Do you have a strong desire to get out of you what God placed inside you? the parts of you that mean the most to you. It's time to reassess and recalibrate who you are as a branded man. Spark the flame in your life today. It's time. So welcome everybody. It's a pleasure to have you here today. And I'm so excited to have uh, my guest here um, as this is one of our first podcasts that we are doing um, in preparation for 2020. And so um, it's just a pleasure being here. Uh, first of all, welcome to Branding Men. Branding Men um, is a podcast where we actually help men create a vision for their life and create a purpose-driven brand and help men really ultimately live out their God-given potential at home, work, and business. And today's guest is a good friend of mine, a friend who I've had a chance to develop a relationship with uh, in 2019 uh, by the name of Craig Pickerel. Uh, Craig is a mighty man of God doing some great things with his business and one of the things that um, Craig and I have been working on together is that we're part of an organization called Kingdom Driven Entrepreneurs and the purpose of that business is to work at the pace of God's grace and for us not to grind. If it's God's business, he will provide for us everything that we need when we need it. And we want to not focus on trying to force things to happen in our business and even in our life, but to allow God to do what he needs to do. And we do that by partnering with him and by applying biblical principles in how we approach our work, how we approach ourselves as husbands and as fathers as well. And so Greg and I have had a few great conversations over over this year, and I thought it would be a phenomenal opportunity to bring him on board, uh, to share his heart and to share A number of things that I believe is important um, as a man of God but also as a branded man and so we'll get into that a little bit more later. Uh, Let me tell you a little bit more about Craig. Craig has spent 15 years working in the entertainment industry as an editor, as a director, and producer for some of the biggest studio and brands around. He runs his own video production company And he also offers creative services as well. And he utilizes the skills he's gained over the last 15 years to help entrepreneurs, business owners, and individuals turn a kingdom idea into a God-sized vision, which I absolutely love. Outside of video production, his passion is to help others cultivate their creative gifts, unlock their imagination, and partner with the ultimate creator to produce work of true originality... In complete freedom in who they are. Originally from Southern California, Craig and his family uh, now reside in Oregon, in Central Oregon specifically. Married to a wonderful wife, um, he has a father of two busy little girls, beautiful girls they are. And Craig loves all things outdoors, athletics, and the chance to disconnect for reflection and growth in his own life. So welcome, Craig. It's, it's great to have you on board
1: ah oh, thanks anthony i'm I'm glad I could be here and launch this, this podcast with you
0: absolutely, man. Thank you so much. I'm glad that you made time for this and so I want to guys let you know, especially our listeners, that this is all about you. The Branding Man podcast is really to support your endeavors in growing as a man and growing as a godly man and um, growing as a biblical man. So biblical manhood is really important as a branded man. So what is a branded man? Let me just get into that really quick so I can set some foundations. A branded man is a man who understands that he's not perfect, that he has challenges in his life, but he's willing to allow God to move and shape his life so that he can become a better man, uh, have more influence, and become a leader in his home, in his business, in his, um, in his career, uh, really in any facet of his life. You are a man. We want you to make sure that you understand that you are a brand, so you have your own identity, you have your own ideas, you have your experiences that you can draw from, but more importantly than all of that, we want to make sure that your identity is established in who God says you are. And once you understand who God says you are, everything in your life ultimately changes. So then I have to ask you yourself the question, what kind of brand or what kind of brand of a man are you? Are you a man who lives by your own ideas and your own ways, or have you been branded by the work of Jesus Christ, by the work that God's doing in your life? That's what branding men is all about. And so I know that Craig has had the opportunity to become a branded man because he is a follower of Jesus Christ. And he allows the Lord to work in and out of his business and all aspects of his life to the best of his ability. And so that's what it's all about. And so we're going to get into some of these questions, Craig, about your life, about your experiences, how God intertwines and has worked in your life to be the man that you are today. So I'm really excited about it. But before we do that, Craig, I would love for you to share with our audience uh, one verse. Maybe this is a favorite verse or uh, or a scripture or just even something that God has put in your heart today in which um, you're kind of chewing on or that you apply to your life on a consistent basis. What is that verse for you?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Right now, this is a verse for kind of the season that I'm in because... For me, choosing a favorite Bible verse is kind of like choosing a favorite song. <laughs> you know, there's too many. That's right. Uh, so this one is Romans fifteen thirteen, and I'm reading from the Amplified. Uh, and it says, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing through the experience of your faith that by the power of the Holy Spirit you will be abound in hope and overflow with confidence in his promises.
0: That's great, man. So
1: tell me, tell us a little bit more about why that verse specifically. For me, especially in this current season where, like, like you said, like my family and I were living in the beginning of 2019. We were in Southern California where mm-hmm. I've lived pretty much most of my whole life. Yeah. And this summer we got moved up to Oregon through miraculous stuff. And there's this, God's been pivoting my business. Mm-hmm. He's been pivoting my heart, my my family like there's just been so much change that with it there's always even if like little valleys of despair there's always that hope Hmm. and there's always joy and peace to be found in the presence of God so even in the most term like the just the the most stormy parts of my life like I can always go to him and his promises as long as I just seek his promises the lies that can be told to me by outside sources, the enemy, any 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 you know anyone speaking into my life can be thwarted because within that, I know who he is. I know what he's promised me, and I know where to go for my source of everything. That's great, man.
0: No, that's a phenomenal verse. And as a matter of fact, I think you kind of teed it up as to what we're going to be talking about uh, in the branding men podcast. and so for for our, our our viewers and for our listeners, what we want you to understand is that, uh, I believe, um, as the Branding men founder, uh, that there are some really core areas in our life that, um, that all men can speak to, okay? And that is uh, the reason why we exist, or the reason why this podcast exists, because the Lord has really placed upon my heart to really uh, unpack the areas that most men struggle with or deal with or uh, have experiences with and, and how to learn how to navigate uh, life uh, as, a, as a man, as a father, as a husband, as a business owner, as a leader, as a community man, et cetera, et cetera. And so let me just give the audience real quick uh, of those six areas that are focused. Number one is uh, you are a man, right? So we're going to talk about your man story. What does it mean to be a man? The other one is your employment story. Every man at one time in his life and hopefully consistently has been employed, has worked a job or has been in a career or a business, but there is an experience, there is a a story behind how did you get started and and how has work influenced your life. We're also going to talk about for those men of us uh, who are who have who are who have families who are, whether we are, um, we are fathers, we are husbands, or maybe you've even been divorced in your life, but you have a family. Maybe you even adopted a child. In essence, we are still a family, right? And so there's a story behind that. Also as a husband story, we're just gonna be real, right? As a man, for those of us who are married, um, it can be challenging to be a husband, but yet there's also many times or experiences that we have victory in our life as a husband as well. And then lastly, we're gonna talk about life purpose. What do you believe about life purpose? What is God doing in your life? Um, How has he revealed his purpose for your life? And so I believe every man deals with areas, and even if it's not marriage, it could even be about relationships. What have you learned about relationships? Um, so we're going to dig into that a little bit deeper today. And so um, there's a lot of meat to this bone. <laughs> and this is what the Lord has given me. And so we're going to start to unpack that today. So Craig, let's start with the first question, and which is all about your man story. So tell me your journey in becoming a man. And what do you believe manhood is really about?
1: I love this question it's so it's so it's so big <laughs> like, you it know, is so and I really <laughs> like that you're doing this and giving men a resource I think part of a misconception of manhood at least for my life is you know you, you're you're like that solo guy you're like you know like 007 you're like you're self sufficient you don't ask for help right. you don't need directions um, and I think this is really great because it really just opens up a conversation and let men know they're not alone. And I know for me in my journey, man, uh, I I would like to say I am a man in progress okay. because I, I truly believe that part of manhood is always growing. Mm. I think I think for a lot of people, you can hit a certain point whether it's an age or a status of income or. Whatever it is, X amount, like whatever goal you've given yourself, and then that's the stopping point. Whereas for me, I've realized as I've gotten older and as I've had a family, the more I dream and the more I reach for, the more I just continually want to go. And since God is infinite and we, we, we essentially partner and work for an infinite being, I too can be just infinite in my journey. Yeah. So for me, manhood is, it's almost like a spoke on a, on a bicycle mm. and it just has so many parts. So like you were saying before, uh, you know, can I recognize my flaws and my weaknesses and call them out and be willing to work on them? Yeah. Because that's hard, yeah. right? You have to be vulnerable. You actually have to say, oh, I don't know everything. Oh, I can't <laughs> fix that. I can't like, I, you know, you just have to put your hands up and be like, I don't know what I'm doing. Right that's now. right. Like someone help me to be able to know your strengths yeah. and to be able to help people with those not just use them to benefit yourself you know am i using the gifts god's given me and the skills that i've uh, you know accumulated across my life to help others or am i using that just solely for my benefit you know do i know when to mm. lead and how to lead mm. do i know when to follow and how and who to follow You know, discernment, I think, is a big part of even just adulthood in general, but especially being a man, if we really are called to be like the head of the household, not in a misogynistic way. It's just if we're supposed to be looking 10 steps ahead, right, and just seeing the dangers that come to keep our family safe, what other stuff am I I letting in? Where am I letting my focus go? Because our focus is imperative. So, I mean, are you able to then... Take that mindset of like, oh, I'm the head, so everything I say mm-hmm. is is the golden rule, and it's it's right. it's not. You're the head. You're looking out for danger, but you also have to, if you are partnered with someone, whether it's girlfriend, wife, friend, family, you know, in whatever that situation is, you're partnered together, shoulder to shoulder. There is no hierarchy. You know, That's can right. you let your pride down enough to to say that? Um, and I know for me, I've. <laughs> I've had different parts of feeling like I've arrived as a man. Obviously, when you're 18, and you're like, "Oh, I'm a, I'm a legal adult." Right. <laughs> right. now, you look back and you're like, "Oh, you're just, you're an ignorant child. Like you didn't, you didn't know much, man." That's right. <laughs> um, you know, you hit, you like, you, you know, you, you can drive. You start feeling like all this stuff. You know, you move out of your house. Uh, you know, you start dating. I got, you know, you get married. Uh, you know, there's like all these like milestones that the world tells me, and for me. I've just realized, especially now in my life, the more I grow in my identity with God and who He's called me up to be, yeah. the more of a man I feel like I'm becoming in yeah, yeah. multiple aspects of my life.
0: That's that that's awesome. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. There's a lot that you just said there. So I appreciate you sharing all of that. And and um yeah, man, you really you really hit you really hit it all, man. That's that's great. Um, as we continue to develop our relationship with God, the more we begin to understand what manhood looks like. And um, I know it's very easy for us to think that manhood is all about, um, you know, the the machismo, right? It's about how we come across um, in regards to reputation. It's about uh, putting a lot of stock into our strengths and our gifts. And all those things are important, but at the end of the day, it comes down to our relationship with God, our father, right? He gives us our identity. He helps us understand what, what manhood, what fatherhood, what husbandry looks like across the board. And he speaks on that through the word of God. And if we don't use the word of God as our source for understanding who we are as a man, as our identity as a man, we become lost. And I believe that we are living in a generation, I think, I mean, for years, I mean, obviously, but we are definitely living in a generation. This is our generation where we see it's prevalent that men are lost across this nation, across this world. They're looking for hope. They're looking for desire, uh, but they don't know who they are. And if they don't know who they are and they don't know who to go to to help them define who they are, which is not the culture, which is not the world they will be lost. They will have a false representation of who they are, of, of not like who, they are, who they are, but what they can be and what they can accomplish in a real positive way. And so I'm glad that we're able to have a conversation about this, man, because it's so important. Every man, Craig, um, at one point or another, um, has been employed. He has a job. And I know from my own experiences, I've had six or seven jobs throughout my career. Um, I've owned uh, multiple businesses um, as well. And I know there's been a lot of opportunities for me to use my gifts and talents in my places of employment, Um, but then also for the businesses in which I own and lead. And I'm also a creative like you are as well. Um, And I also know what it's like to not have a job. I know what it's like to be laid off and not be unemployed for for almost a year. I know what it's like to not have income coming in and yet still being a father and a husband and still trying to keep the faith and and move forward and trust God and all of those things. So we all have uh, a story um, in which we can kind of categorize categorize it under areas of employment, um, whether it may even be a contract job, it may not be something that's full time, but maybe it's it's seasonal, right? But we all have a story in that sense. So tell me a little bit more about what kind of jobs that you've experienced in your own life. And what have you learned in those jobs or careers as a employee or employee or even an entrepreneur?
1: Sure, I've had I've I've ran the gamut when it comes to jobs. My first job was when I was 10 and I was a lab assistant for uh, this company called Multiple Peptide Systems. And so it was a chemical engineering company. Mm -hmm. And so I was a lab assistant measuring out like different chemicals and stuff like that and labeling things. And I just remember it from that first experience, they had me do work that they had hired an adult to do because the adult was incompetent at doing that. And I just remember being 10 and thinking like, I'm getting, for me in my mind, I'm getting paid, you know, a buttload of money. It's, right. it's I can get all the X-Men toys <laughs> I want. <laughs> but that, it, it stuck to me as like this person who is kind of always grumbly and like was bad at their job and no one wanted around. I just remember thinking like, why wouldn't you do your job to your best? And then I moved like after school and everything Then I've, I've worked in construction for a while Um, I worked for a moving company, I I used to be a barista, I've done so many different jobs with so many different kinds of just people that you work with, coworkers, as well as um, people that you have to, like clients that you have to experience, like being a barista was the most stressful thing, because people are so mean when it comes to coffee, (laughs) Um, but then even just from that, like I've learned work ethic in you always do your best and you always do your hardest. Because ultimately, no matter if you like your employer or not, you your ultimate employer, which sounds so cheesy, but it's true, is God. So if I am working in representation of him, then if I show up late, if I slack off, if I complain about everything that I'm doing, then it ultimately, and then when I tell people, oh, but do you want to go to church with me? Or, hey, I, you know, this is why I believe in God. They're like, yeah, but you're lazy. You complain a lot. You yeah. Like, it's it's." It's not a good representation. So by the time I was 18, and I, I was tired of doing all these like manual labor jobs, because it wasn't what I was called to do, um, I just felt this kind of just grinding in my heart, and I just sat down and I was like, I was so, at the time, so nervous to call for this internship because I didn't think I was worth it, even though God had put it on my heart and connected and made everything happen, in my mind, I was devaluing myself. And I was just like, oh, so I finally got put me in a position where I hit rock bottom. And I was like, I'm I'm moving forward. So I called, I got an internship. And then from then on, I've been working in the entertainment industry and loved, you know, most everything that I was doing. And it really felt like I finally was able to shift. So for me, work has always been something that you do your best at, even if you don't like it. And don't put on a false smile, but just have that joy of knowing this is where I'm at. This is where I I will steward whatever Mm -hmm. I've been given. And within that, then I just sit on the promises of God that he will continue to grow and move and and grow my heart. And it was. And like he's looking back, he's put me in so many positions to now where I can run my own company and hire out people that I now have a bigger view because I've done all these different jobs at a high level. So now if I hire a cam op, if I hire a director of photography or an editor, I've done that and I've done that really well. So now I can run a crew, I can run everything, and I know how everything's supposed to work Yeah. other than just being clueless. And then I can also partner that with God for more wisdom. But yeah, for me, my my work story started young. I grew, I was able to grow a decent work ethic and just through trial and error, I realized how my attitude is is how people perceive me and how people perceive the God that I represent, and also how I ultimately experience the job itself, because I can walk yeah. away from a job just, "Oh, that was the worst thing I've ever experienced right. in my life." Right. And it could have been a bad experience, but in, in reality, if I look back, I'm like, "Oh, but in that experience, I learned X, Y, Z, this is my takeaway. this is what I don't want to take." And you know, it's just just like with anything else. you just you learn as you go.
0: Yeah, that's great, man. Absolutely. And I can definitely speak on that, too. So one of the things I want our listeners and viewers to also understand that the reason why I ask these questions um, is because we can all learn and grow from one another. Craig's experience is his experience. My experience is my experience. Your experience is your experience. But what are the nuggets of information that we can take away from each of our experience experiences to help us become a better employer or a better employee or a better business owner. I know that um, when it comes to employment that many men, we often struggle about the, with the work that we do. I think I often hear even a quote that, you know, more than 50% of, of men and just women in general don't like the work that they do. So how do you ultimately, it's not a question right now for you, Craig, but it's a question that you did answer. The question is rhetorical. How do we, how do we, um, um, work through um, employment or job situations in which we may not necessarily feel like we're using our, our best gifts and talents, right? Or, or I know even for me, there's times where it's like, you know what, I have this job and I know I can do a better job than that person, right? But yet I have to learn what it means to be patient, what it, what it means to also become a steward of what I have right now. What can I learn in my current place of employment that will help me become a better man? And various aspects of my life. And so this is not just for adult men, right? This is also for young men who are just getting started out because many men, many young men don't know anything about what it looks like to, 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 um, you know, be employed or what it looks like to be under submission under a, a particular boss. Right. And so all these things are important to help us develop as men. Craig, I want you to even dig deeper or, or not to dig deeper, but um, maybe even give more clarification as to what it is that you do today. So, in the introduction, I mentioned that you own your own video production company as an editor, as a director, as a producer. If you can simplify, what exactly does that mean? And I want to make sure that if people ever need to like bring you on board or hire you or have a better sense about the work that you do, that 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 they that they understand that. So, can you give us a little bit more about? In a simplified way, what, what is it that you actually do? Sure.
1: So one pillar of my business, Rogue Motion, is video production. So from start to finish, like uh, like I did a campaign for Microsoft where they're like, we need these influencers, we're going to be showing off the new Microsoft Surface. Um, and so people or companies or individuals have like a product or something that they they want to do so we help with the commercials with the the video campaigns with yeah. uh you know coming up with the idea the scripting okay um all of that stuff and then you know graphics and everything like that um and then the other pillar is we offer consulting so we help people who especially who aren't familiar with video or want to get into it or have done video and had a bad experience we help them clarify their vision help them Mm. set up with like the the tools that they'll need to make an effective video and come up with a almost like a battle plan in a sense and really kind of clarify their message because a a visual story is so much different than a verbal story Mm. and so you might be able to verbalize it but visually what's the most impactful way to invite someone into your story so we would like to help people do that so they can help then you know grow their company grow their product whatever it is they're trying to do Um, so yeah that's that's the most simplified nutshell version I hope that makes sense
0: no it does that makes sense it definitely makes sense to me because uh, as a creative myself I totally understand it but I want to make sure that our audience and listeners um, understand it as well because um, they may decide to you know bring you on board hire you at least have a conversation with you about how you can help them um, clarify your message and I, I love that um, so for our listeners and, and to the viewers, I want to just talk about that really quickly. One of the things that we really focus on branding man about is helping you clarify your message, whether it's in business, whether it's in your family, um, or whether it's just for yourself. So if I were to ask you, who are you? Probably 80% of you are going to tell me something about related to your job, your place of employment, but you're much more than that. I want you to understand that you have a message, you have a story to tell, that there is something about you, something unique, and we want to make sure that you can clarify it and speak about it with confidence. Okay? If I were to ask you what kind of father are you, right? I want you to be able to express exactly what kind of father are you, what kind of husband are you. So branding men is ultimately about helping you clarify who you are as a man. And so that you can accomplish and live out the life that God has ultimately called you to live. And a calling is for a specific time, a specific um, uh, generation, a specific demographic, a specific type of work that you are uh, to fulfill. And so if you look at biblical scripture, you will see that across the board. When you look at Apostle Paul, he was called To clarify and to bring a message of salvation to not only the Jews, but then also the Gentiles, right? And so God had used him in so many different facets, in so many different ways, but that was his message to bring salvation to the world. And so if I were to ask you as a man, what is your message? What is your calling? What is the directive that you have received? What is your life story? what has your life story so far shown you and how have you been able to look at your life story to shape how you can then affect your future story and the stories of others? That is what also a branded man is all about, is to say, this is who I am. This is what I'm all about. This is what I believe. This is what I put my time and energy into so that you can be productive in the priority areas of your life as a man, as a husband, as a father, as an employee, and also as an entrepreneur. Okay, So I want to make sure that we understand that. So let's, Craig, a couple more questions really quick. You have a family. You have a wife. You have, I believe it was two kids, beautiful daughters. Uh, You lived in Southern California for a while. You're now in Oregon. So let's take a little bit step back and look at your family now. Um, mm-hmm. What kind of family did you come from? So this is not your current nuclear family, your wife and kids, but your your family that you came from, mom and dad, stepdad, whatever that looks like, you'll get into that. So I want to learn a little bit more about your family, but then also talk about your current family as of today. Um, so has how has your family experiences shaped you to become the man that you are today?
1: It's a big one. So, hmm. So I come from <laughs> a fairly large, loud, kind of overbearing family uh, with two very imperfect parents. <laughs> um, I'm a, yeah, I'm a, I am actually have a blended family. My parents divorced when I was like seven-ish. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mom remarried, you know, moved to Camp Pendleton, lived on the military base there. So... From a young age, I was split between my my family, always having to go back and forth. And you know, friends would want to do something on the weekends, and I couldn't because I had to be with another parent. Or if I did, then I wouldn't see that other parent for you know two weeks. And you know, it. So as a kid, it was this weird balancing act of these like two almost different lives. And for me, uh, and I think also, if if I'm sure other men can relate, like. I think something that's put on us too as men uh, is like you have to be like this like super tough and gruff like mountain mm-hmm. man type thing. And for me, I was a sensitive kid. Mm-hmm. Not that I like ran around crying all the time. I just had a sensitive heart. and I always wanted to help mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. Having growing up with two a little bit like harder, or a little bit more overbearing parents, mm-hmm. I don't think they fully understood what that was. So it took a long mm-hmm. time of me growing up to realize that the tender heart that God gave me was a gift. It wasn't something that yes. I'd be ashamed of. Right. So that was part of part of my family growing up was this weird feeling of like, all right, this is what I, I this is what I feel like, but I'm being told something opposite. And then you just have this split between going between two families. So growing up, I was like, Man, if I get married and have kids, no one's doing this. Like it's going to be like a like a solid thing and like i like i feel blessed that even within that like kind of blended family turmoil like my parents really did do their best to be friendly to each other to always try to think of like my brother and i you know and our best so i feel very blessed in that way cuz i've heard other horror stories of my friends who've gone through similar things and it was way on the other side of the spectrum with parents always going to court and just mm-hmm, awful, mm-hmm, awful stuff. Mm-hmm. So I think within that, God really just kind of protected my brother and I. Um, so, yeah, it was weird. So when I, growing up, get married and I have this vision of what I don't want to do. Yeah. But I don't really have a plan for what I want to do. I just have a strong thing of what I don't want to do. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> so now with my family, with my girls... Like I'm very intentional with spending time with them, with right. making sure that they're heard, and then I look at them as individuals rather than because it it could be easy as a parent you're busy and you have work and you know you have these multiple kids and you know they come from me so why aren't they like me like that kind of thing so I you know. No, I'm not perfect by any means, but I, I definitely take moments to stop and be like, okay, this is how my one daughter is, and like this is her love language. Oh, and this is yes. my daughter's other one. Stuff that I wish right. my parents would have done more for me. Yeah. So I think as I've grown up, luckily I've been able rather to then like have all of the baggage that could have been be toxic and all that stuff that I could have brought into the relationship and just yeah. ruined a lot of stuff. Uh, I've been able to go and like just start healing through that, and then be able to bring that to my family. Mm. So I was like, "Oh, I really appreciated that my dad would sit my brother and I down and have us talk stuff out." Okay, I appreciated this. This is stuff I definitely did not appreciate, and you know, here's stuff that I grew up like resenting, and I had to work through. So I yeah. don't want my kids to go through that. So going back and just taking stock of the stuff that. I've either dealt with or even not dealt with. Like, why... Okay, my parents were explosive and angry at a lot of times, so if I catch myself, I'm like, okay, well, then what's the root of that, God? Like, where does that come from, and how do I work through that? And I've realized I don't have to work through all those imbalances myself. God is... The ultimate balancer (laughs) and wants to always call us up rather than call us out on what's wrong with us
0: yeah
1: so it's it's that journey so now with my kids and it's okay what can i do with them to make them feel special individual and heard you know how do i discipline them to fit so they know they're being disciplined rather than just that blanket like i said so you're like you know you do that thing because one kid like you know grounding works Great, because that's like sitting still for them is terrible, and so then they like remember like the punishment, whereas like another yeah. kid, it's okay, I have to remove some stuff, so here's some toys I have to put on the toys to get a timeout, and that to them is worse, and it it you know it's finding that balance rather than just doing that blanket parenting,
0: yeah,
1: um, and then not playing favorites, which growing up, one of my parents did <laughs> to to my brothers my detriment a little bit. So now growing up and it's like, okay, I have my family now. I don't want to play favorites. Yeah, let me let me make them feel special on their own levels and then also do stuff together and let them know mm. I, it's it's yeah, I hope this is, makes sense. Yeah. Nice oh, yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so a couple of things you said that I want to uh, kind of piggyback on is that we all come from families, right We come from a mother or a father. Um, intentionally or not intentionally. We are here. Mm-hmm. And so first of all, um, my brothers, you are here for, for a purpose. And I honestly believe that, um, that no matter how you came into this world, that um, you are here to do something, uh, to showcase something, to express something, to, to, li- to deliver a message, but also to, to, de- to deliver hope. And Craig, you said one thing that I thought was really interesting. You said that one of the things that you have focused on is bringing healing into your family. And so you've been able to recognize your experiences as as a young as a young child, young boy into uh eventually a young adult man into now an adult man with your family of your own. So you've been able to recognize the areas in which you grew up in that weren't not necessarily healthy. And so as you became a father and a husband and you recognize that You have to kind of break um, what you experience so that your family and even yourself can have a better experience. And so I think that's important, guys, to understand. We all come from um, sometimes troublesome, difficult families. Everything's not going to be perfect, right? It's not. But what can you do today to look back at your life and then say, you know what? Mom and dad did a really great thing there. How can I then incorporate that into the current family that I have today? Or you say to yourself, mom and dad, you know what? Yeah, they could have done a better job, right? How can you take that into your current family today and say, you know what? I'm going to do a better job and make that as a mandate for being a better husband and better better father. That's what's important. So, Craig, I love that you talked about that. One of the things you talked about too, and I'm glad you mentioned this, is that you said that you kind of grew up as a, sensitive, as a sensitive boy, as a sensitive man. And I can relate to that. I'm not like the manly man, right? I'm not the go out there and hunter guy. I'm not the one who is very easily can take a tool and build something or fix something in, in my home. To be honest with you, m- my wife does more so of that than I do. And I'll be honest with you, Right. I know that those are areas in which I can improve in, right? My wife can do something with a car more than I can. And I'll be honest with you. A part of branding, man, is to be honest with ourselves, right? But you're always improving. You're always finding ways in which you can to grow, right? And so I want to also just uh, say something about being a sensitive man. If you are a sensitive man, that's okay, Right? Um, I'm not talking about sensitive in the other ways, and we'll get to that in a later t- well, in a later way. But God has created you in a unique way with your own kind of personality, right? And so um, I am the kind of man that um, I like to talk when um, I need to talk. I, I, I'm not a person who um, my personality type is. I like to listen a lot and learn a lot and speak when I need to speak, right? Um, I have a heart for people. I'm not cold, so to speak, at least in my version of being cold. So we all are the way that God made us to be, but we're also learning how we can continually improve ourselves so that we can be the type of father and husband that we need to be for our families. Here's another way of looking at this. When you look at the Word of God, it talks about Jacob. Jacob. Jacob, who was a a sensitive young man, right? He was really a a mother's boy, right? But then you had Esau, who was the rugged, the hunter, right? He went out there and caught his own game and cooked it and prepared it for himself. We all come and have various experiences to the table. But the purpose of this discussion today is identify who you are, identify um, your family and figure out where do you what do you want to bring into your current family and what do you do not and if you need to get consulting and support and help and coaching to become a better man in those areas of your life i encourage you to do so because we need more men who are honest with themselves who are willing to change so that they can become healers in their own family that's a part of what we do it's not just lead guys it's not just leadership we're so also supposed to be healers as well. So, Greg, uh, Craig, I'm so glad that you talked about that because that's really important. So we talked about your family as a whole, but now talk to me about your wife, okay? Um, how did you meet your wife and um, what have you learned um, about yourself, about being a husband? And then if you can, thirdly, what were some? what are some or what were some of the challenges that even you and your wife have had in the years in which you've been married. This is really core. This is really important because, um, marriage is not to be something that we, um, uh, work on or build alone. All right. Uh, We need support guys. We need each other. We need to communicate. We need to make sure that we have another brother who can come alongside of us and help us get through and help us, um, I don't want to say get through as if it's like uh, uh, you know we're treading you know a difficult time, but how can we become more effective as husbands to our wives? So just share a little bit about about those things.
1: Yeah, man. So get so funny because you know you have you have might have roommates. You know maybe you went to college or you moved out. You have roommates. And you're like, oh, I could live with someone like that's easy. Like, but it's it's that permanent commitment. So mm-hmm. when I met my wife. We met on eHarmony mm-hmm. before online dating was popular. There was like two services. There's eHarmony and I think it was like Match or something like that. There there was there wasn't apps, I couldn't swipe, there was there was nothing. So I remember just being so tired of just meeting the same person over and over just you know, it doesn't go anywhere and it's just you're just like, God, it's okay, I want more than that. Mm-hmm. And like my cousins, who were like my sisters, they sat me down. They're like, you should try this service. And I had two buddies who met their wives on it. And I'm like, well, it can't be that bad, I guess. Did it. We matched. And it was one of those things, like, we were each other's last match. And, like, we almost didn't even meet up. And when we did meet, we our date turned into, like, this five- or six-hour date. And it was just, like, one of those things where just you just you you just connect and you just kind of know, like... I just knew I was like something really is special here, mm-hmm. and so you know, dated a couple years, proposed, got married in 2011, and I remember like the stuff that you do as a single guy <laughs> sometimes is not good to do when you're a married guy. All right. Uh, so for me, like video games, I was like, "What do you mean? What's the big deal?" I'm gonna sit down and play <laughs> video games right now, and you know, I didn't think it was anything big. Um, yeah, there's for me, it was a learning experience of compromise. Not in like, oh, I have to give something up. It's oh, I get to right. partner with someone. Yeah. They give, I give. They let go, I let go. And it was this. It's 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 like this, almost like this dance of. You get to know someone and yourself on a different level. Mm -hmm. So the areas where you might not think that you're selfish or you, oh, I am a good listener. Oh, it turns out I'm not. turns out, oh, I get annoyed really easy when the person Mm -hmm. isn't here. And it's not a roommate that's just going to go out or they go on vacation for a while. It's like, oh, no, we go on vacation together. We do all this stuff together. Mm -hmm. So you just have to – and for me, growing up, like I had said, like working on my baggage, I had always wanted to approve myself. So I, I, and luckily the church that I grew up in always had lots of classes and stuff to just help equip you like love and respect. So we got to do all this stuff together as a couple, which I'm glad we got to do early on Yeah. because when you have two people with two different ways of communicating, which was a big lesson for me too. Mm, mm, So I mm. say something and in my heart it is not intentional to be hurtful or anything, but the way it's perceived is. So it's like, okay, well then how do I take that and then make it and translate it into her language yeah and so it yeah. was it's yeah it's just learning that and you learn how to talk to each other and how to fully give to each other you know and make decisions together because you know my wife worked we both worked when we were first married and then when we had kids god blessed us enough to where she was able to stay home i was able to keep working Um, and so, you know, also not having that mindset of like, well, I'm working, it's my money or her mindset of like, well, I'm just staying home. And it's like, you're not just staying home. Like this is an insane job taking care of little children. Um, so, and just letting, like having that family unit, almost like it's like, it's your own corporation, if you will, I think was a big lesson for me. Like it's. So like, you know, the Pickerel Corporation and then for my business, Rogue Motion is something underneath that umbrella that mm-hmm. we both are a part of. So even if she doesn't work directly in my business as an employee, like she still gives and still supports. And then how do I support her? And it's that, you know, circular That's right. thing. It's not, it's not a stair step. It's not a hierarchy. And so it's, you know, where do our, our kids fit into that? So it's, you yeah, know, it's building mm-hmm. that kind of legacy together and learning that and learning each other's love languages and all that stuff and it's you know it's a constant growing process and (laughs) (laughs) you have those moments where you're just like ah why did i say that oh no (laughs) right
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah man no that's fantastic man so thank you very much for sharing that i hope that will um speak to a lot of uh our our men who are fathers man because um it's a beautiful thing you know marriage is absolutely a beautiful thing but yet also understand um that you are you are now uh, one you are now one right you were once separate but now you're one and so trying to figure out how do you become one what does that look like um in your own unity and so um, it's a process right and um, the most important thing, man, is that we put God first in our relationships um, with our with our uh, with our spouses, yep. and to see what He can do. We also got to realize that that's the purpose of marriage in the first place: is to really showcase um, Jesus Christ and His relationship to us. He loves us. He's patient with us. Um, he's long suffering with us, and we're supposed to be representatives of ambassadors of Jesus Christ and His kingdom. And so um, we need to understand that there is compromise. And yet there also is sacrifice that comes in that way as well. Um, And so I encourage you guys that, you know, if you are looking to get married, you know, ask yourself specific questions. Just don't rush into any sort of marriage, right? Just because there's a physical attraction that's there. Mm -hmm. Believe me, there's a lot more about marriage than just physical attraction. There's a lot about the compatibility. There's a lot about support. There's even prayer, right prayer also needs to be a part of your of your marriage your marriage is a ministry so there's so many different pieces of this guys but um you can do it god has your back he has your front and he has your sides and if you can if you can be around other men um, who struggle and have victories in the same way like you do just imagine how much more enrichment your marriage would be craig did you want to say something else there
1: I wasn't yeah, sure I was if you did. Say a big one too was uh, anticipation versus expectation. Yeah. Because when you go into a marriage and you have this, both sides have expectation of like here's the roles that you fill. That's right. And here's like here's what I expect or whatever. And like luckily we had we had talked about some of that and we did premarital counseling and just to kind of work some of that stuff out. Um, But you have like, and even later in marriage, like you can still look like, oh, I expected you to do this, react this way, and rather than today, I'm just going to be in anticipation, not only for what God has in store, but for what I get to experience with my spouse. So it's 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 looking at it more of like an adventure rather than you know, and you get to it's almost like that ride to Disneyland. You're anticipating that excitement and like, what are we going to do? Rather than oh, I expect there's going to be no line, there's going to be, and that's not the case. I mean. There's going to be bumps. There's going to you're going to wait in line for 3 hours or ride on a little merry-go-round thing <laughs> in 100 degree weather. Like and you're going to be like, "Why did I do this?" <laughs> but in the end, like the memory and the stuff that you got to do together and that anticipation is is so much more worth it. Um cuz I know for my my wife, she's more anxious than I am. Mm. And I definitely I don't get anxious often, so it's something I can't relate to. And we all come into relationships, friendships, marriage. it doesn't matter with baggage. Yeah. We all bring our own baggage. Whether or not you just have like a carry-on or you have like many sea trunks, you know, is everyone is different. but when you bring it, you have to have that grace for the other person. You can't just be like, "Well, I have all this stuff." we clearly don't have room for yours so how about mm. you just you just get rid of it and wow. it doesn't work that way yeah so to be able to be like oh okay i see that let me help you unpack that and go through that pain with you and then they yeah. do the same yeah and so you know it's a messy and painful process but in that it's also a lot of growth and you find more freedom as you start releasing that stuff and go through that together
0: absolutely man no that's phenomenal thank you very much for sharing that. That's really important. That's... those guys, those are nuggets. (laughs) That's golden. (laughs) Golden, golden, golden. So, Craig, let's transition really quick more on a personal level about about you and your faith and about your relationship with Jesus Christ. So I want you to answer two questions for me. Um, When did you find or when did God reveal himself to you? Why did you accept... Maybe three. Why did you accept Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior? And what role does faith play into your life today?
1: So I, it's funny. I found God at multiple times in my life. I found him when I was really young and not just because I grew up in church. Like it wasn't one of those things where, like I feel fortunate to grow up in the church that I grew up in with the church family that I had and the extended family that I had because that paid a big impact on the faith that I have now. But just as a little kid, and I think part of it, too, just being more sensitive in, like, that healthier way. Like, I just, I just like, felt God's presence. And I always wanted to sing him songs and, like, you know, like, dance around. And, like, I loved getting people together and, like, imagining things and playing games. And it was this big thing. So I remember, like, when I was seven, I think I got baptized. Like, I wanted to get baptized. I told my parents, I want to get baptized. That's what you do. You know, when, because, you know, your prophetic act of, of following. And so I remember, like, that was the first time. And then, you know, life happens. You're a little kid, stuff happens, and you just kind of, kind of spiral. So then in high school, like, late high school is when I really came back to God. And I was like, I want to get baptized again and let them know I'm in full. And again, life happens.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and then, like, in my early 20s, And I got to go to Israel and Egypt Mm, for, like, six weeks and do this thing. And it was cool. Like, it made the Bible come to life. Yeah. Like, rather than being this, like, faraway thing that you read about and almost almost fantasize and put on a pedestal and it's like, oh, that's a big thing. It made it legit and real and tangible. And so I remember in that experience and I was like, okay, like, I want the real thing. Like, now that, like, in that time of my life, I'm like, this, I want to commit from this point on in a new way and so i got to get baptized in the jordan river which was super awesome uh and so like it's always been this like up and down for me and from that point on it's just been this this amazing journey and epic adventure and so for me my faith has gone from you know god being this kind of like fatherly loving figure who kind of sits above us and watches us do our daily life and like intervenes and helps to a personal intimate relationship, and you have, you know, God in in three different dimensional forms that He, you know, God the Father, Jesus the Son, Holy Spirit, and it's being able to interact with all three and and have this multi-dimensional and infinitely growing relationship that's so deeply personal on every level that. Yeah, I, it's. I can never do life the same again.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, why why is faith important to you? What has, what are? I guess in a, one way you can look at it is, what are the benefits? Why, why is it important to you?
1: <laughs> it's funny. Yeah, was, it there are benefits, but at the same time, it's not. It doesn't make life easier in a way. Like. <laughs> Uh, especially working in like the entertainment industry, or like yeah. even just working in general, and in, in in even if you work in a church, like following Christ itself, yeah, it, it has its own challenges, even in just daily life. Mm-hmm. But for me, my faith, knowing not only who God is, and just like the verse you read earlier in Romans, like what His promises are, yeah, how he is the source of love like we have the fruit of the spirit which is like an incredible thing to tap into when Mm -hmm. you've hit rock bottom and you're down and and it's not something like some like weird guru mantra where you sit and you oh and uh, it's it's being able to it's almost like calling your best friend and being like dude like, this happened today, you know, this is messed up, mm. this person made me mad. And you're you're able to just walk through everything with yeah. someone who knows every part of yeah, you. Yeah, absolutely. And you can just lay that all out with no judgment. Yeah. and Which is crazy. And in that, then they give you insight and help build you up and say, okay, great. Like, I'm glad you shared that with me. Now let's work through it. Yeah. And he always wants to improve us, never wants to... Destroy us or condemn us. That's right. So, for me, faith is so important because for me it is—it literally, He is the source of life and essence. So, if I have those moments in my life where I have fear and doubt and all that stuff, I know I can just cling to that and know that He will come through. You know, it's not that blind luck—you just close your eyes and you swing the bat at the piñata, hoping candy comes. It's just you know, all right. When I'm going through this, I may not see everything fully, but I do know that my protection's there. That's right.
0: Great, man. Thank you so much for digging deeper into that and sharing that with, with, uh, with, the, with, the, with the, the people here. Um, so let's talk about one more thing here, and this is about your life purpose. So what do you believe that you're called to? What do you believe your life pr- And this is a huge question. <laughs> I get it. I understand, man. This is a huge <laughs> question. But I would just love for you as to the best of your ability, why do you believe you're here on earth? What purpose or purposes do you serve? Um, What has God revealed to you that you are supposed to deposit into um, the life of those you influence and impact? So help us take us through that journey a little bit. What do you think? Or what do you know? Some of us know.
1: It's interesting that you bring this up because something that I just recently did with uh, a previous mentor of mine, this woman, Dr. Toni Robinson, who you know from Kingdom Driven, super powerful woman, just just amazing. But she partnered with another powerful lady, Christina Kimball, and did this Yes, God Challenge. And in that, part of the end was, besides taking stock of this year as we go out this year is... Taking stock of memories that you have as a child where the part of you that you are now shows up then. Mm. And so it was it's been an interesting exercise going through that with God and like showing me like, oh hey, here's times where you brought every all the kids in your neighborhood together and you were you were doing this, or this is where you were always friends with the people no one wanted to be friends with and you helped teach them that they are their value, and you also Like, my parents were too poor to own a video camera, so we ran around with a tape recorder doing essentially (laughs) what would be like a podcast now, but, like, our own adventures. (laughs) And, like, running around and, like, imagining. And, like, I was able to help these kids unlock their imagination and dream and feel important and included. That's right. And so for me, sitting back in that, like, it's really easy for me to find identity in what I do. Like, and it's, you know, it still comes up, but rather than finding you know, identity and the value that I, I produced. So looking back, I think that one thing that God's really put on my heart is to cultivate communities, much like you're doing now with branding men and calling out men and wanting to help build them up. And I want to do that with a creative community. Mm -hmm. And so being able to call out people who either have been, you know, hurt by the church or, you know, have a have a skewed view of it, or mm-hmm. you know, someone who's just lived life and they have these amazing talents, and they they know there's more to it, but they don't know why or what. Yeah, yeah. And so, being able to bring people together, partnering them with God, and showing them this is how we create with the ultimate Creator, and how we work out of true originality in freedom, and in true just full imagination, no boxes. Um, and then also. I've tried to leave the film industry many times just because I just get tired of certain things. But he's put me right back in and doing this exercise has really showed me, like, I want you to make movies for me and tell stories about me in a non-Christian way. I want you to have the kingdom message and have amazing, because for me, I have a huge problem with most religious media and christian media mm-hmm. and i've having worked in places that do quality quality stuff i don't want to make stuff where people are like oh that's good for a christian movie gotcha. like and you have that qualifier i want it to be like that was a that was a dope movie like, Right. right. <laughs> oh and and then it just opens these conversations and it shows even without people realizing it, it shows them that Part of God that they didn't realize, and it opens these conversations, and it opens doors for God to then step into their lives without, you know, having something about a church that's that needs funding, and then the like you it, it just it's uh, sure sure you know. I, I want to talk to the other audience so to be able to make Hollywood films that have kingdom messaging, and to be able to change the way that movies and the you know just the kingdom of God is perceived. Yeah, that's would great. Be phenomenal so for me those are like the two things God's really been working on me
0: that's great man thank you very much for sharing that you actually talked about a few other questions that I wanted to ask you um all in that one answer (laughs) um which is great which is great so let me ask you a few more questions man um and these are more of um definitely thought-provoking um but more just for us to get a better sense of um your personality and, and who you are So I want to talk about historical figures real quick. I think we can often learn from those who have come before us. Um, If you could go back in time and meet one historical figure, who would it be and why?
1: That's a good one. That's tough. Let me do one just regular historical, one biblically historical. Okay. Because I would love to meet Joseph from the Bible and be like, I just want to have a conversation be like, man, you, your brother sold you into slavery. You were in jail. Like, you went through all this stuff. Like, you were – then you, were, like, worked for Potiphar. Like, I just want to know, like, how you got – like, what were your moments of doubt like? What was that – like, I want to know what that real struggle was and how – like, what he clung to. It's not like he had, like, the Bible app and could just <laughs> pull, up, <laughs> right. pull up words of encouragement anytime he wanted. Right. You know? there had to have been such a deep relationship and then again faith there and just knowing who god is and who he is and i just want to sit with him and know his thoughts and journey and process and that because that yeah. me is just bonkers um and then the other person i would love to meet abraham lincoln which probably is like sounds like a cop-out but it really like to me and especially in that time in history and yeah. like what he did was so against the grain yeah. and the stuff and what's crazy is that point in history too most people don't know like the white house had open doors like mm. if i was just like joe schmo citizen i could go in there and talk to him directly and be like this is this is what's wrong and i like and so you have to deal with the general public you have to deal with all of these people and this war and you all right. the politics of like the stuff that that guy accomplished and it, it's not like his home life was perfect. It was full of turmoil. Yeah. And his wife was a little nutso. And, so it's like I, like someone like that who can have all of that going on and like accomplish something so great. And not that he did it alone. He obviously had all of his support. But just to be able to see those times of despair and how they worked through that, I think would be pretty incredible.
0: That would be. That would be. Abraham Lincoln is definitely one for me. Um, nice. And I didn't think about Joseph, but, yeah, I often reference Joseph on a number of my speaking or when I'm teaching, and that's that's another one. Um, yeah, to get through what he got through and yet still held on to to um, to God, right? Yeah. Uh, thrown in prison. He was forgot about, right? <laughs> and yet the the wonderful thing that I love about that story, and, guys, I don't want to understand. We are all storytellers. Um uh, <laughs> Stories are are impactful, impactful, impactful. But he was at the bottom, and yet God raised him to be the second most um, uh, well-known in charge of the land just below Pharaoh himself. God can do anything he wants to do. And so that should encourage you guys enough to recognize that you have a purpose for your life. And even though you may be going through turmoil right now, struggles, challenges, you're not happy, physic- physical, mental, whatever it may be, that God loves you and he wants to work in you. So I just encourage you guys to allow him to. Um, allow him to. It's not in your own strength. There's a scripture that says it's not by might, nor by it's our power. It's not by our thinking. It's not by our strengths. It's not by our education. But it's by His Spirit, God's Spirit, that allows us to do what we do. And there is a timing and a season for everything. And so, Craig, I just want to say thank you so much for blessing us with that. I'm going to ask you one more question, and then we're we're going to wrap up today. I know that there are times in my life, or there have been times in my life, where I can look back. And say, you know what? I wish I would have done that differently. Hmm. I wish I would have done that better. Um, In other words, there are regrets that we may have men have in our life. And I think all men have regrets. So maybe share with us one or two that that you can think of, um, whether personal or impersonal, whatever it may be. I know ones for me are, are when I was running track and cross country, I have one thing that I wish like, man... I wish I could go back and, and approach that situation differently. But do you have any regrets? And if so, what would you do to change it today?
1: I think my biggest kind of regret, or something I wish I could go change, would be the mindset that I had, the view of myself, even from just a little kid through high school and college. It's just devaluing myself and not knowing my actual value of who god called me to be Mm -hmm. because having that that debased version and like we can talk about ourselves to ourselves worse than anyone else can like i like i've i've mentally talked to myself in a way that if another human did that i would go beat them up (laughs) so (laughs) it's weird how I could do that to myself and think it's okay, but I wouldn't let someone else yeah. do that. So I, one thing I really wish I could go back and do is just let myself know how loved I am and appreciated and how special. Um, because that, in turn, just uh, how you approach everything in life, all your relationships, all the stuff. I look back at like all the stuff that, like, oh, I didn't, I didn't ask her to prom because I didn't feel like. I was worth it, type thing. Even like little things like that, or like yeah. I didn't go yeah. for that job, or I didn't. You know, it took me how long to call for the internship that God had already set up right. because I didn't think I was like worth it, or I would fail. Right. And just right. to just let myself know, like, okay, you might fall down and scrape your knee, but yeah. that's fine. Get back up, man. Yeah. Like just to let my self, you know, yeah. know that would be a big one. Yeah.
0: Well, that's great, man. That's great, and that, and that's the thing, guys, is that we're we're in process, we're learning, and so if there's anything that you can learn from from Craig or from myself or from any other interviewers that we'll have in the in the in the weeks and years to come, is um, you don't want to live a life of regret if you can at all potentially not do that, right? Take advantage of every opportunity that's available to you, but run with God in the process. Branding men is all about helping you understand who you are, so that when you have um, opportunities and circumstances come your way, you have a better sense of how to cha- make um, approach them. Right, a different approach, a different way of looking at, it, a different perspective. Uh, we're all in progress, but I want to make sure, guys, that you know who you are and you know where you're going and you know uh, who you, are, what you're all about, and where God wants to take you. Uh, we don't want you to live a life of doubt. We don't want you to live a, doubt, a life of anxiety. Uh, God says, Jesus Christ says, you know, cast your cares upon me for I will give you rest. We want you to live a life of rest. We want you to live a life of peace. We want you to live a life of clarity. We want you to live a life um, that's led by a Holy Spirit leading you in the priority areas of your life. Once again, that's with yourself, that's with your wife. That's with your kids. That's with your employer, or if you are a business owner, um, you know, as as a business owner. So we just want to encourage you guys that this is what it's all about. And so, um, Craig, I just have one more question for you. How can guys, um, women, whoever, whoever, whoever listen to this podcast, how can they get um, to uh, connect with you? And what do you have to offer offer them? So kind of talk to us a bit about about that
1: yeah sure so people can find me on Facebook although I don't check it as often as most normal people (laughs) (laughs) but uh, yeah Facebook Craig Pickerel or even Rogue Motion on Facebook Um, you can go to TV. as of this recording I'm currently rebuilding my website so it might have a construction thing but it'll be up shortly but you can go there I even offer um, you can see more of the video work that we do Um, you can see, learn more about the consulting, um, stuff that we do. And as I also offer free 10 minute calls for consulting on video or, or, you know, anything else that we've even talked about today. Um, and even just helping people just find their own story. But yeah, if you have any questions, feel free to reach out. I would love to hear from you.
0: That's great. And I I can vouch and speak. Greg's creative work is amazing. (laughs) Amazing. And so, once again, branding men—it's—it's it's branding you from the inside out, changing who you are inside. But then, hopefully, with that change, you now build a confidence and a sense of who you are, identity. So, if you need to express that message or that mission or that vision that God's given you, now you can do it in a most professional way. Branding from the inside out—we want to brand you from uh, from the outside out, uh, from the outside, in a much more Um, professional manner. And then for me, Anthony Fisher, um, you guys know, founder of Branding Men. Brandingmen.com is where you can find anything and everything about what we're doing. Where We're all about creating a vision for your life, for your family, and for your business so that you can live out your God-given potential at home, work, and business. And then recently, we also opened up our community at community.brandingmen.com. It's a free community. Come in and join learn about who we are, take some of our courses, uh, be a part of our cohorts and our programs. It's all about lifting you up, guys, okay? And then in the very near future, we'll also be offering a paid membership where you will actually get uh, training and coaching um, and just time with me directly, okay? So I am so excited that we have been able to complete this podcast. Craig, you are a blessing to me. I look forward to our relationship in the years to come. I know that what you have just expressed um, will, um, will benefit and support and lift up guys in the future. So I just want to say thank you for your time. And I look forward to us, um, in further adventures. All right. For the rest of the podcast community, that's it. We'll see you soon. Take care and God bless. As we end today, I just want to say thank you for listening to the branding men podcast at brandingmen.com. Be sure to leave a review, share, and subscribe to the show to receive future episodes. Until next time, my friends, take care and God bless.